Hey everybody, welcome to Small Town World. I'm so excited because Kayla is back. Yay! From the Philippines. It's weird. It feels like it's been forever. Which it has I guess been, it's a been re- about six weeks probably since it's we been, recorded. It's been a really long time. Really yeah. long time. <laughs> I, I especially wanted to say thank you for everyone that sat in with you while we were yes. while I was gone. And I've had a chance to listen to all of those and they were so great. I was just um I was really excited that it was able to continue, and it was so good yeah. while I was gone anyway. So yeah, the Lord, pro- the that- Lord provided. The Lord provided great people. Uh, and great conversations. They were really, they really were. good conversations. And they so were good I, conversations. I enjoyed all of them. Yes, yes. Um, so I wanted Kayla to tell us about her trip. So I told her that's what we would talk about today. And um, so she went on a 30-day mission trip to the Philippines, and... They covered a lot of ground while they were there, a lot of different places within the Philippines, and you can kind of tell us about that. Um, some mountainous, some cities. Uh, I saw the giant staircase <laughs> that normally takes an hour to walk, and they did it in 30 minutes. <laughs> the, the, uh, the locals told them that the stairs, and, and then it's uh, just a concrete incline. Yes, for quite quite some way <laughs> yeah and so the locals told them that gosh we normally stop and rest and it takes about an hour and they had made it in 30 minutes yeah well and they didn't tell us that till we were finished like we were on the top of the mountain when we got that information it wasn't at the bottom that we were told that it was once we got up there yeah that we were told so yeah um, i am really headstrong and so probably about halfway through i just said I, y'all go ahead i'm gonna stop and i'm just gonna take my time and y'all just go right on ahead <laughs> well our our companion that that was with us in that city, um, she kept telling me, uh, we, we, it'll be okay, we will stop. It'll be okay, we will stop. And uh, then, because she, I mean, we were all tired, you know, and so we would stop for a moment and I would say, okay, I'm, I'm good, and we would keep going, but she, when we got to stop, she said, you never rested. <laughs> so I, I paused. Like so I me and her would have stopped and rested. <laughs> For sure, for sure. So our trip this year was was definitely unique for us in a couple of ways. One of them was that we, in the five previous trips that we've made there, we had someone essentially that was with us the entire time, mm-hmm. and um, we work with two different um, main churches that have daughter churches throughout the region that we travel and. Um, and so there was would be someone from that daughter church that would be with us the entire time as we traveled the different islands. And this so this was the first year that we didn't do that. Yeah. Um, we landed having communicated through Facebook Messenger or Viber that this is when we were arriving and we would need someone to get us, just then trusting that someone would be there at each of the different times. So that was one of the things that was different. And then um, another thing that was... Uh, different compared to the trips that we've done previously is that we stayed in um, specific places for much longer time. Yeah. And whereas previously we might be on an island for a night and then onto a new island the next night or then back to one of the main cities because we would fly in and out. I mean, gosh, one year we had 18 flights within the country. Yeah. And this year we had three, if that gives you any point of reference to kind of how our trip was different and um, so when we arrived in Bahol, although we moved within the island quite a bit, we stayed um, 
in one of the cities for, I say city loosely, one of the ta- the first town we were in, <laughs> um, was for five nights. Yeah. And then we went out from that place, and that was where we were when we went out to the small islands on the boats. We went out from there, um, and then also some additional churches just in that area. Yeah. And then, um, again, we went down to a major city um, on the whole, and we stayed there five nights. And uh, Was that Valencia? Uh, was that Valencia? Well, we were in Valencia for one city, one night, and that's, okay. just a, that's just a community. It's not even a city, per se. Okay. Um, for that church and then the the some friends of ours came and picked us up from there and um took us into the city of Todd Ballarin okay and so we stayed there for for five more nights and got a chance to really um spend some time with uh some friends we made a couple of years ago that do a lot of ministry in the city they're full-time pastors their church is actually they built um so they had their home there in the city and when they started their church, they built a, a church onto their house, which was a probably maybe f- five feet deep off the end of their house. And then um, within a few years, they expanded it on out. And so, I mean, it's just a big room, but it, it's just, it's the church that is just an extension of their home. Yeah. And they they also have a couple of daughter churches and several outreaches. Um and they are a, a daughter church of the Happy Church in Ozamas City. Yeah. And um, so we were able to go out and experience just some ministry that they do every week. It wasn't yeah. like they planned these things because we were coming. Like, this is the ministry that they do week after week after week. They have a... Um, and y'all just had the privilege of participating. Yeah, we just yeah. We, we were just able to then jump in and join them in the ministry that they do. and. Uh, so one of the first things that we did when they picked us up is we went to two of their outreaches <clears throat> and we got to see um, just the 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 ministry that they have there to some slum areas. And they, in their home, they cook this enormous amount of food and they package these small lunches. And so when they go out to these outreaches, they provide a lunch and so the day that we went it was spaghetti and a chicken leg which is a pretty common <laughs> a pretty common thing for them and so they had made meat and spaghetti and a chicken leg for each of the people that was at the outreach okay and uh, so we didn't have those pictures in our slideshow she had she sent us some of them because they had by the time we got there they had already prepared all the food yeah and had it packaged and ready to go but she sent us some pictures of the people that morning who had been in the you know, they're in their home prepping preparing the food. all the food. Yeah. And so, and so we went from there to a, another outreach and, and same thing. And so, uh, it was just really neat watching, um, again, this ministry that they do week after week, they sing, they sing songs, the people share a memory verse that they've memorized. Um, they can pick any verse that they want, but from little to big, they're expected to share yeah. a memory verse each week. And, um, yeah, so we were, we were both able to speak, uh, that day at, at those outreaches and then um they also have a ministerial alliance there in the city because it is a it is a very large city um in there and so the ministerial alliance is similar to what we would have had here it's all the denominations come together and they just kind of support one another they do devotional together they have um projects and activities that they plan for the for the their communities together and yeah um, so that was just really a really neat thing to to get to be a part of as well, um, and they eat 
every, I mean, anytime they're together, they eat. So uh, they they share a meal together. And, um, and so then we also had the opportunity to go out to a daughter. So they are a daughter church, but they are also now church planting other small churches. other small churches within the the outreaches of the city itself. And so we were able to go about it's about forty five minutes to an hour outside the the main city up in the mountain. And um, again, someone has turned their little home into a church because they needed a place to to gather and worship and and fellowship and um was that your favorite place to be on the trip was that your favorite time of the mission of the entire 30 days are you talking about there in in Tagbalaran or um I wouldn't say favorite but gosh because there's so many favorites it's hard to say favorite but um I personally love I love staying in one place where you're investing in people's ministry in that way because we have been we've popped for years we popped in and out of churches and then I couldn't even remember what the pastor and his wife's name were yeah because like I might remember the people and what we what we did there but I I didn't really remember the so the relationship building aspect that that part to me was particularly special because we got to do that while we were in Carmen we traveled with um Everywhere we went out, we had these five pastors that went with us, and they are... Were they the faith builders? They're the, they, yeah, they call them... Which they said it joking, because they had given, they just given themselves Because they name. build churches, and they are part of faith tabernacles. Yeah, so and they, so they, they just kind of jokingly gave themselves that name, because they are faith tabernacle churches, and then they are now decided they could build churches. And so um, they had given themselves that name, and they... it. And because I assumed that it was only them, and they were like, "No, that it was any of them, any of them that were available to come at the time." Yeah. Any of the pastors of the Faith Tabernacle, and I think there are eighteen on the island. Eighteen wow. Faith Tabernacle churches. We um, only met. We've only met about, gosh, maybe ten or so altogether of the ones that consider themselves um, pastors of Faith Tabernacle. But anyway, so. Those, but seeing the relationship that those men have, and then that they just accepted us into that, and you know, treated us just like we were one of them, and uh, so that was just really, that was a cool thing to get to experience. And even in places that we've been, like Ozamas, where we have stayed long periods of time before, just getting to see those, the relationships. It wasn't like just coming in and the the, the formal meeting of someone for the first or second time and yeah. you know there's that um that distance between you know yeah so yeah i think definitely relationship building was one of my favorite um parts this year yeah so you had wrote down a couple of questions before um one of those questions was where did you see god move the most i think Probably where we saw God move, well, besides in my own heart, because there were some particular things that he needed to deal with in me. But um, Shane spoke um, in two different places at youth gatherings. And so for the Faith Tabernacle there in Carmen, they had a youth, they call it youth camp, but it was more like a youth conference. It was just like a three-night, like two-day, three-night conference kind of thing. and. And so he was able to speak at two of those nights. And for that event, there were around 400 because it was all 18 of the Faith Tabernacle churches could send their youth to this 
yeah. event. So say that number again. It was around four hundred. Wow. They had they had three seventy like documented registered from their church because they had to like fill out a registration and everything. But they said that they knew there were some that had came that had not officially registered, registered. from their church. Um, and so just to see the impact that um, I hate, I don't want to say his teaching, but just the moving of God in that place mm-hmm. because um, they were impacted by the word that he taught that those two nights and they respond the first night he didn't give any kind of invitation or anything because in his mind he's like there's 400 kids here well how do you how do you do an invitation you know right um and plus it was the so that was the first night he spoke the first and the second night and then we had to to watch some billy graham (laughs) (laughs) you probably probably do need to watch some billy graham because we were both a little bit overwhelmed a couple of different times but um the second night he he did he just Mm -hmm. opened the, at the end, he said, you know, I know there are a lot of people here. And, and I, but he said, there's just, you know, God is speaking to people. And and he, he just couldn't let that opportunity go. And so yeah. um, he did give an invitation for salvation. And then they were able to then connect with their, because their their youth pastors were there with were them. all there, yeah. And so they were able to then connect with their youth pastor and 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 have be led through the sinner's prayer that way. But then he also um, opened the the altar for those that were struggling with doubt, struggling with, because that night in particular, he spoke on compromise and mm-hmm. how um, compromise has snuck into our walk and um, what compromise looks like mm-hmm. in our walk. And he just offered them an opportunity to repent and to ask the Lord for strength and and all of that. And when I tell you there were rows and rows and rows of young people. And um, for them, young people, what you know, whereas we consider youth like high school age, their youth, I know there were kids there that were 11 or 12, but then there were also kids there in their really late teens and even into their early 20s. Mm-hmm. And so basically, it's kind of like if they're still in school and they're not married and they're living at home, it's not uncommon for them to be a part of a youth activity. And so there were older people there, and I have never seen grown kids, grown people of that age, 18, 19, 20, weeping before the Lord like, like these people were. And just, you know, Shane, we, because we both were praying with them and over them and for them and... Um, but literally puddles of tears on the floor. Um, some of them were standing, some of them were laying, some of them were kneeling. I mean, they were just, um, yeah, the Lord was ministering to them in, in that place and in that time. And, um, and then we saw something very similar to that again on our very last night in Ozamas and the Lord, I was so convicted because I was so aggravated at Shane because he preached for a really long time. And I, me and Joanne, which was my, our, she was our everything. I mean, she went with us everywhere. She was our interpreter. She was our tour guide. Whatever we needed, she was with us. And and we've known her for, um, gosh, yeah. since we first went in 2014. And, and this so, was when you got to Ozamas. This was in Ozamas. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, but we saw, we had, there was a youth event there as well. And it's, some, again, it's something that they do 
Um, whereas the youth camp is once a year, and again, it's something they do. We just happen to be there at the time. Um, they do a youth event there in Ozamas every week. It's a, their Sunday night activity. Yeah. And and so they just had shame to be the speaker since we were there. And again, just hundreds of kids at the event, because again, Ozamas is a, a very populated city. And again, just you know there at the altar and um we had an opportunity to pray with you know we didn't get a chance to pray with all of them because there were right. just too many but uh you know i mean it was just you saw the lord move oh yeah 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 in, in a very similar to way way to how he had done and um probably because i was aggravated that he spoke so long i kind of think he spoke the same message i can't really remember now <laughs> i just know that the that they were um, very responsive to what God was speaking yeah. to them. Yeah. So I know the answer to this question, and uh, but but I'll let you tell it. What was your hardest part of of the trip? So there were really two hard parts. Okay. Um, while typically in the other five missions that we've taken there, we alternated speaking. We would we would have the schedule and we would talk through, pray through, who do you think is supposed to speak at this event um, or this meeting or whatever, this fellowship. And, and we kind of, that's really the way that we decided who was going to teach or preach at a particular place. And when we got there, it was, and I've, and I've preached in that, in some of the places that we went, I've preached there before. It isn't like we went places that um, I had never spoken yeah. And I mean, a, a few new places, but for the most part, you know, it was places or people that we had ministered with before there in our first week. And um, every time it would be mentioned, something about, you know, I would speak, they would say, okay, well, then, then, then you will preach after, you know, speaking to Shane. And so I just, I didn't understand what had changed. And so that was a very, hard thing for me because I just didn't know you know how we are we want to know why something's different you know right. but I think I mean obviously God showed me in one way because I saw um, Shane speak such timely words in the places that he spoke in that week and the response to it when where we were and um and I mean, not that that was the only thing that God showed me because he, you know, he was teaching me about timing. He was teaching me about humility. He was teaching me about submission. I mean, there are so many things yeah. that I know that God was teaching me then and in, in that week. But, um, and then it looked more like it normally does through the rest of the time. Um, but that, that was a little bit difficult for me. And, and that was the first week. That was so the first was, week. So yeah. I'm, you know, I, in my mind, okay, God, are you, did you bring me all this way? And I'm not, you know. And, yeah. I'm, and I, I just, at the moment, I was feeling very useless. And yeah. Um, but Shane reminded me along the way that there's so much more to ministry than that 30 minutes of speaking. Right. You know, and, and so that was, you know, the Lord again used him to speak truth over me and into my heart in those days that I was unsure what was, what was going on, you know. And what your role was. Yeah. And so the, just the fact of getting to pray with people. Um, it's such a powerful ministry, and I, yeah. I had lost sight of that. I mean, yeah. honestly, I really had. And 
and, and the relationship building like we talked about in the beginning absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah the the second of course hardest part for me and i don't say i only i say second is in the number two <laughs> like the additional thing was um losing miss khaki yeah while we were gone and um for anyone listening that doesn't know she is uh had been my mentor for the last 30 years of of my walk with the lord and had been um my pastor's wife for that same amount of time and um much more to me than yeah. and, and to shane as well much more than uh what some would think of as their pastor's wife and um just the things that she spoke into my life and the ways that she was a friend to me and a mentor and um, that part was difficult but then also um, with Shane being new newly in the position of head pastor you know there are responsibilities of the pastor there are expectations of the pastor and so for us not to be here in that time to be able to fulfill those roles and um not to be here to celebrate her life with our family uh you know so many so many parts of that were so difficult and it just so happened um that we were in a place where we had the least amount of communication we had the least amount of connection right because of um you know internet connections we had the least amount of connection with anybody um that was difficult um being in the place that was so meaningful to her and her ministry there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that was bittersweet. It was, yeah, because we saw, um, you know, God is just faithful to meet us in those places of brokenness, and He allowed us to see some really beautiful things there in the place that she loved so much, and not just the Philippines, but in Ozama specifically, yes. because that is so much where their hearts were yeah through yeah. their years of ministry there yeah. and so yeah I, I remember when you were saying that when we were talking a minute ago about building the relationships she immediately came to my mind uh what did we decide i think i think the year that we went was 2012 probably probably so because my first year was 2014 and so i don't okay. think you i don't think we went back to back summers no, I, think I think there was, was a space some, somewhere yeah. in between okay so so the year that i went with her was uh, and brother's toe was 2012 and uh i i well i had been on home missions before never on an overseas mission but uh the the re- i saw the relationships that she had built and yes. that was so um that had never occurred to me, I guess. Yes. I had never, it had never occurred to me that you develop relationships yeah. and then you maintain those relationships. Because when she went back, I'm thinking, she knows all their names and she's like yes. invested in these people. And that was so, um, maybe that doesn't seem like a revelation to other people, but it was a revelation to me. Yeah. I didn't understand how, I guess I didn't understand how ministry worked. Really, yeah. truly, honestly, because I had only been on home missions where you never see those people again. Yeah. You never talk to those people again. And, and especially at that point, because because Facebook wasn't the same as it is now. Right. And so you really just didn't, you know, if you communicated with them, it was maybe once a year. So for us to have been, for because we haven't been since 2019, um, we had tickets in 20 and then of course we had weren't able to go and then um, by 21 their country still had not opened 
for tourists and visitors to come. They were still very, very restricted last summer, and so we weren't able to go. And so, you know, we kind of didn't know what to expect relationship-wise when we yeah. when we went back, even though many of them we, we do communicate with at least monthly or every few months. Um, but it just speaks to me, the, the heart connection of church family, when we walked into places and it was as if we were there Last month. Last month. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. the, the that's gracious... A, that's the example I saw from her. Absolutely. Yes, the graciousness of them, the, the 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 heart connection that we have with them and they with yeah, us. And, they with and um, you know, and especially in Ozamas because that is where, yes. where we have spent the most time. Yeah. And, um, and even in church, like speaking of Valencia, every year we've been to the Philippines, that particular church we have visited. And it's just been a one night service but every time we've so this was our sixth time in that church and it was like having supper because we they always feed us before the service and it it was it was a small group this year because so many of their youth were up the mountain at the 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 youth event that was happening but um so it was mostly some of their older people and then their small children but it was like a family reunion and it was literally like sitting down and having supper with your friends and we laughed and we joked and yeah you know we remembered some things that had happened before and they had had one do- a dog one time that came into the service and was i mean it was we just laughed about things that had happened and um you yeah. know that yeah you know it's just hard to put words to that and like yeah. i have i told them i when i was standing up there i said i feel like i've watched your kids grow up yeah because in 2014 when we met and and that's a place that their kids have just I mean they captured my heart immediately because they were they weren't scared of us they weren't shy around us they played and laughed from that very first time and like I've literally watched several of them graduate high school now and and um go on to you know college and so Shane said be careful what pictures you put on Facebook (laughs) because everywhere they went they had banners that they had taken their pictures off of Facebook and put their pictures yeah, on the banner. At least five different places. <laughs> and it was a different picture. Every time. And it was so funny. Look, we, we were, he was scrolling through Facebook. And so, of course, we have so many now Filipino Facebook friends. And yeah. he came into where I was in another room and he came in there and he was, he had busted out laughing. He said, you're not going to believe this. Well, he, so he turned it and showed me this girl had posted her all her you know all her pictures but what was so funny is there was this banner of us behind her and it was it was like a like it was something that had just happened at the church but they had kept that they huge kept the banner billboard thing they had made for our for our visit in oh front and so we were the backdrop and we we were laughing one of the the banner one of the because they have these tarp things made so one of the tarps they had had made was literally the picture I posted of us on the airplane leaving. Oh wow! That was the picture. That's that how was fast on. they'd had it made. Yes, that's how fast they'd had it made. And so, oh my goodness! Um, I said we need some of their sign makers. Need- <laughs> I need that connection. I need that name. Well, they're and number. on every uh, street corner. I promise you, there is a tart <laughs> business on on every street because they're everywhere. That's a really big business over there. Um, well, that is cool. That is yeah. so cool. Oh, what. Did you want to talk about salvations? And I know y'all didn't really have a specific number, but a kind of really number you was, felt like. Um, hard to get a specific number was the night from the youth event. Yeah. Because he, um, after, you know, he kind of directed them to their, 
when once he talked about salvation and gave um you know the if 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 you feel like this if you were wanting to express your faith in Christ and whatever however he said it you know they raised their hands he then directed them to their pastor so we we kind of don't have a count there but the count that we do have is somewhere between 40 and 50 aside from the youth the youth event um, wow. because he didn't he didn't count that night and um you know several of them were particularly meaningful for us because of where they happened and what was going on with Miss Khaki and 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 her loss and um really getting to in one of the places particularly there were four um ad- adults and one of them was a husband and wife with a well they I don't even know that they were married yet but they were a young couple that had a baby together and they came and, and accepted Christ and we were at an outreach and it was an outreach that Miss Khaki had we had gone to with her the first time and mm-hmm. um she had led this um man to the Lord and he is now serving in that outreach and so to see those four people pray to receive Christ in that place, it was just like seeing fruit grow yeah. where seed had been planted by yeah. her. And um, and then uh, in Ozama specifically as well at Happy Church, the Sunday that we preached, um, there were eight that, that received Christ um, that morning. And so, yeah. Well, I know the Lord is going to send y'all back. I don't know how many people will go back with you. I don't know if I'll ever be one of those people that goes back. I cried (laughs) the last time that I went a lot. (laughs) Uh, We we do get tickled that we, it's just the Lord. It is the Lord. Because typically it is a very much culture shock is very um <laughs> culture shock is it's a real thing it's, it's a, a real very thing. real thing yeah and yeah. the fact that um we can go and not experience that yeah to the degree that it makes you non-functional because for some people it does yeah um it's, it's just the work of the lord and yeah so. it is it is well this was great i'm so glad you're back i'm so so thankful <laughs> and uh and uh anyway we'll see you guys uh next week